When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Bracket busting kind of Friday here at Red versus Blue Studios. Uh, this is Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the World of High Stakes Fantasy Football, bringing you Red versus Blue Friday Night Football. Usually joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent, but tonight he's having a pity party, getting ready to watch those Wildcats take on the Kansas State uh, Wildcats. Aren't they both Wildcats? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but either way, Louisville survived a scare last night, so I'm glad about that. We definitely have to uh, step the game up, and I think the boys and, and the fellas will on Saturday against St. Louis. The Duke game was absolutely spectacular. In my million-dollar bracket, I kid you not, uh, I took Mercer three rounds. I took them to the Elite Eight. Uh, look, you got to try to be def- you got to you got to be different in those things, right? And and Mercer had a good story. The Gulf Coast uh, beat them last year, but after a dominating season by Mercer, and now they come in and they pull off that big W. They're, they're really a bound and determined team. I think they'll manhandle Tennessee and probably Michigan, too. And they'll give whoever, Wichita State, Kentucky, uh, Kansas State, or Louisville, whichever team advances over there, they'll give them uh, everything they can, they can handle. But Hey, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, a little bit of a break from the football year-round thing that we've had going on here, right? Uh, here at Red vs. Blue and the FFWC and FF Toolbox. Uh, thank you for being in the chat room there, Urinal Mint man. Appreciate that. And you guys have some fun in there tonight. Uh, we will have a special guest tonight, Jeff Malden from Wazoo Crew. Had a heck of a year last year. If you followed the FFWC, the Fantasy Football World Championships. You know that the best of the best come in there and play, and it's going to be interesting to hear from Jeff what enticed him to come over and play. And, uh, look, they were a dominator last year. They dominated their league with some very big names in there. Billy Waz was in that league. Nelson Sousa and Dave Hubbard were in that league. Derek Pearson, the trio of must-see TV franchise, they were in that league. Uh, who else was in that league? The Rozek, uh, the Rozek clan, the champs were in that league. John Rozek, one of the top players in the world. So Jeff Malden and Dan Burke from Wazoo Crew, they dominated their league and won $10,000. Uh, so then they went on to the championship round where they were vying for the 150 grand. We'll hear their story uh, about just how well they finished. They did pretty well. They did cash some cash there. Uh, we're going to hit some free agency news. 
We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the Roto Bowl and the FFWC. And uh, look, I mean, I'm just going to wing it tonight. It's just me. Um, I've got the microphone. I've got the office. Um, drinking a little H2O tonight. No, no brewskis yet. You've got to keep hydrated. That's the trick to losing weight. You've got to keep hydrated. Uh, keeps you full. Uh, so we're going to look at the free agency. Let's talk about the free agency signings that we've seen uh, just recently today. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick signs that two-year deal, the $7.5 million deal with Houston. That kind of put the writing on the wall if we didn't already have it for Matt Schaub, and he was traded to Oakland. Uh, the Oakland Raiders have now acquired Matt Schaub, and, and I just don't get what the Raiders are doing. It's like the Jets. You know, the Jets taking Michael Vick. One-year, $5 million deal. <clears throat> Is he better than Sanchez? Probably so as a backup, but I think you're just going to cause so much contention in this locker room now. This is what the Jets are known for. It's the sideshow that I just, I had to step away from. I just, you know, time and time again, and now here they are doing the same exact thing they did to us with Tim Tebow. So will they bring in a Deshaun Jackson? I mean, look, Vic, Decker, and Deshaun Jackson, maybe even an MJD or, or somebody in the backfield, who knows? Maybe the offense and the offensive line are enough to hold him upright, and, and it's a little bit more interesting uh, than it was. I'd like to hear from you guys what you think about a Jet offense with Vic, Decker, and uh, somebody like a Deshaun Jackson if they were able to pull him off. Uh, does Oakland take a Sammy Watkins now? Uh, probably. They need a playmaker, but Matt Schaub just isn't that playmaker, and maybe you could take a quarterback in the second round considering that Mortensen feels like all these quarterbacks are second-round talents anyway, so I guess there's no real reason if you're Oakland to turn down a Sammy Watkins. Grab him, take one of those guys in the second round that come over there, maybe a Garoppolo or a Carr or something, and let Schaub hold the fort down this year. This Schaub move looks like a Carson Palmer move to me. Ryan, I mean, didn't we already see this thing happen in Arizona? I mean, this, this exact same thing happened. A struggling team needs a quarterback and they bring in a veteran, an aging veteran that can't get around too well, through 61% completions, only 10 touchdowns in 10 games, 14 interceptions, never really got into a rhythm. Started the season actually pretty good. So, I look, I mean, three touchdowns in game one against the Chargers, 346 yards, 298 yards in game two against Tennessee, three touchdowns, and then it's like the wheels fell off. It's like the wheels just fell off. And they weren't winning games. And when you're Houston, you're supposed to win games. Uh, but they lose Arian Foster, and that team was built around Arian Foster. So, uh, you know, it's not really all his fault. But Fitzpatrick uh, signing with Houston is, is also interesting. What are they going to do? Are they going to take a quarterback in the draft? Uh, because all, all signs pointed to them to taking a Bortles or something. Do you pay Ryan Fitzpatrick a two-year, $7.5 million deal to be the backup? and maybe groom the quarterback, maybe that's what that deal is. Maybe the crew here in the chat room can tell us what they think that is. Fitzpatrick signing $7.5 million, two-year deal with the Texans. Is that just a backup move, and they're also going to be drafting a quarterback? I have to say yeah. I, I, would, I would have to think that that's, that that's what uh, they have in mind there. Um, and we did see Johnny Manziel and Arian Foster at the basketball game the other night sitting together. That was, that was kind of interesting. I wonder if there's a little courting going on there, a little feeling him out, and Foster's going to come back and report back to, to the, uh, the front office and Bud about what, what, uh, how it was to hang out with Manziel. I don't know. Uh, running back-wise, we did see Ben Tate sign this, uh, this week a $7 million deal with Cleveland. We, we've been kind of waiting to see what would happen with that. I think this is a – look, we, we all knew that Cleveland had their eye on Ben Tate even as early as last year. They said it. When they traded Trent Richardson, they have their eye on Ben Tate. Uh, why? I don't know. I mean, can he stay healthy is the, is the question, right? Uh, playing for Houston, averaged 4.2 yards a carry, four touchdowns on 181 yards, 34 receptions, kind of a dual threat. Had a couple of, of games. And you remember the New England game where he blew up with three touchdowns. I don't know. Uh, look, it's, it's, a decent, it's a decent move. They needed to shore it up. You've definitely done that if he can stay healthy. And then it's just a, a gaggle of guys behind him uh, that they, we don't know what they're going to do. No Sean Moreno left Miami without a contract. I thought that was interesting. I, I, I don't know why Miami would let – they need to do something. 
Ah, maybe they don't address it in the draft. Maybe they take Trey Mason. I think that would be a nice move for them. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew is still out there. He visited with the Steelers. Nothing really happening on that front. And uh, LeGarrette Blunt, I still predict that he will stay in New England. I don't think there's going to be a big market for LeGarrette Blunt, and I think they'll just re-sign him and get him for a song. And uh, this, this, this really reminds me of a Marshawn Lynch kind of uh, story for LeGarrette Blunt. I could see him really flourishing in that offense, and we already saw it. I mean, he's not a good, he's not a big PPR guy, and I don't want him in my PPR redraft leagues. But I will take him in a draft master all day long, because you never know when those big touchdown games are going to come. You never know when he's going to bust a big one and hurdle somebody. I like Legarrette Blunt, just not uh, not drafting him in a in a redraft. Uh, we saw what Gerhardt signed. That was an early signing. Not much else going on at the running back position. Wide receiver-wise, has been the busiest uh, of the year. Steve Smith signed that three-year, $11 million deal with Baltimore. That definitely helps them. It helps Torrey Smith. It helps Dennis Pitta. It helps the ground game. Flacco gets helped. I like that move. I like Steve Smith as a number two. Torrey Smith on the other side, I like that a lot. Dennis Pitta in the middle. You you need those running backs. Ray Rice got to stay out of jail here but I like what Baltimore's offense uh, can shape up with an aging Steve Smith. I think he still probably has something left in the tank, just not at a number one caliber. Uh, James Jones signed that $11 million deal with Oakland, so I guess Matt Schaub does have a a little something in the cupboard to throw to. He's instantly their number one wide receiver, and you have a couple of good ones there. I don't know exactly which one I think I like more, Um, but James Jones is a nice nice, – option there. They still have to figure out what they're doing with McFadden uh, if, if he's got anything left in the tank. Russell Westbrook hurt again? Oh, no. I have him on my DraftKings lineup tonight, That's, and, he, and he wasn't looking that good, so I kind of flipped the switch. Uh, we knew, and we, we did hear, uh, obviously, Emmanuel Sanders signed a three-year deal, $15 million with Denver. Look, is this, is this Eric Decker part two here? Look, Eric Decker was the number nine wide receiver overall in FFWC scoring last year. And Emmanuel Sanders was like number 20, uh, no, 32. Number 32 in FFWC scoring. I could see those roles just completely flipping because they moved teams. You know, Sanders comes in and he's not going to put up Decker numbers, okay? I, I just don't think he's going to put up 87 for 12, 88, and 11. That's not going to happen. But he's going to put up good numbers being in Manning's. Uh, on Manning's team. I mean, it would not surprise me for him to put up 80 and 8. 80 and 8 doesn't sound too bad. And 1,100 yards, that's, that's doable. That should put him at the wide receiver 15 mark or so. 15, 16. You're, 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 you're drafting somewhere in the ballpark of um, – Somewhere in the ballpark of Vincent Jackson, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, um, Deshaun Jackson, and that's another name that we might see get moved. You know, look, a lot of people gave us heat for breaking that story with Deshaun Jackson. When our when our when our writers uh, have one of their sources from the team call them up and say, "Hey, we've got it. We have AP writers. We we have writers that we've had on our staff for." years and years, and we've been in business for 17 years. So when you have a source come to us uh, that the Eagles, and they say Deshaun's out, yeah, maybe we jump the gun with the headline and get it a little bit. We said breaking, Deshaun's out. Uh, <laughs> nobody believed us, and the Eagle fans went crazy. It's like they rioted us, you know. They're like, what are you talking about? Show us your – we're like, look, that's what our source is telling us, that he's out. Now, we don't have a destination. We don't know where it's going or how it's going to happen. We just hear he's out. And then, you know – over this, that was March 10th. We reported that on March 10th. And then, you know, here all these rumors are that are resurfacing, and, and it's not a rumor anymore. They are actively shopping Deshaun Jackson. So where there's smoke, there's fire. We heard he was out. We just didn't hear how it was going to happen. And uh, look, it looks like it's happening. Uh, Chip Kelly is, is moving on and, and, and changing that uh, offense in the locker room that, uh, for something that he wants to build on him. You know, we see that a lot with new head coaches, so I don't blame him one bit. Uh, what else happened? Brandon LaFell signed a three-year, $11 million deal with New England. Have you seen this depth chart? 
Have you seen the New England wide receiver depth chart? I'm just asking. I'm curious. I, I don't know. You know, we have to we have to figure out what this depth chart looks like, and we like to try to predict it. You know, for the for the fantasy diehards out there. Now, you tell me, somebody in the chat room, you write out how you would do it. But from a fantasy perspective, not from the NFL depth chart, but from a fantasy value depth chart, the number one, the best wide receiver on that team, most fantasy points produced, you'd almost have to say Edelman, right? Number one. Now, number two, you've got your choice. Brandon LaFell, Amendola, Dobson, Tompkins, Boyce, and Collie if he makes the team. I don't know. So I was guessing Brandon LaFell is number two, but you have Amendola if he can stay healthy, and Dobson if he can stay healthy, and Tompkins, who we didn't, and, and Boyce, who they really like. So what a what a mess of wide receivers. I don't know how that's going to work out. But LaFell, big target, was a number two. He just never did turn into anything more than that, and that was in a Cam Newton offense. You put LaFell in a Brady offense, I like it a little bit more. I'm not going – I'm not – going gaga for it or anything, but yeah, he, can, he could be a number two or at least a number three in that offense, I would imagine. Three here, 15, uh, how many years, what, what did I say? Where'd, where'd it go? Where's my notes? Three-year, $11 million deal. That's a big deal for LaFell. He did well for himself. I mean, considering James Jones got three years, 11.3, Brandon LaFell's agent, he should be applauded. Three years, $11 million for what he did? Kenny Britt's still not signed. We don't know. You know, they, they, his camp says, we'll be making a decision soon. Yeah, right. You're lucky that any team wants you, dude. Uh, Cotchery signed an $8 million five-year deal. This is an end-of-your-career type of deal for Jericho Cotchery uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Look at that depth chart. Look at that depth chart. I have this one, and I'm trying to figure what, what this one looks like, right? But I've got Cotchery. As number one right now, Marvin McNutt, number two, and Tavares King, number three. Oh, boy. You cannot like being a Carolina Panther fan. It's almost as bad as being a Jets fan right now. Well, not that bad. Nothing's that bad. Nothing's that bad. Ted Ginn signed a three-year, $9.75 million deal to Arizona. Moving on. Lance Moore. I like this deal. Look, a lot of Steeler fans were like, Really? This is our move. Hey, Lance Moore replacing Jericho Cotchery. Uh, I'll take Lance Moore every day of the week. I don't know about you. I don't know about the crew in the chat room. Lance Moore as my number three wide receiver behind Antonio Brown and Marcus Wheaton. Oh, boy. I think that deal helps everybody. Now, they need a tight end, and I would draft one in the draft. I really would. I think it's time to move on from Heath Miller or at least prepare for that. If they could get a tight end in the draft, I think they would do themselves a world of good. Pittsburgh's picking at number 15 overall. Number 15 overall. And if they could get Eric Ebron at 15, that offense, Le'Veon Bell, the entire thing looks really good to me. Yeah. Uh, I think Jeff's with us. Jeff Malden, uh, Wazoo Crew, played in the FFWC last year, dominated his main event league. Jeff, can you hear me? Hey, Scott. How are you doing? What's up, my man? How's it going today? It's good. You know, I, uh, I'm going to apologize for any comments already. I've been uh, down here in San Diego at the uh, NCAA tournament having a few beers all day watching my Gonzaga Bulldogs for a day. So uh, things are good. Can't complain. Congratulations to Gonzaga. They pulled that game out, right? I mean, I, I saw they were up like 10, and I really thought that they were going to get beat. And they, it just didn't seem like a Gonzaga type of year. And, and they had a, a tough first-round matchup there. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice for them to get the W. It was a good W. It was, uh, it was a long game. I think it was like plus three hours. I think there, I mean, every time they turn around, there's a whistle blow. So uh, wow. it took a while. But uh, good W. Now they got to play Arizona on, I guess, Sunday. So that'll be a challenge, definitely, but uh, yeah, things are good. Well, we saw Wichita State do that last year as a number eight seed and pulled it off. Oklahoma State, Digger Phelps was talking about them being in the final game. I'm like, really? Marcus Smart carrying all that baggage? I mean, he's a good player, but uh, you got to be a team to be Gonzaga. 
Yeah, he's, he was good. And you can see they, they got in his head a little bit today. He was already getting a little uh, frustrated with the whistles. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm excited to be on. Thanks for having us on. Uh, Dan was hoping to be here, but, you know, he dances at a club on Friday nights down here in San Diego, so uh, <laughs> couldn't get tonight off. Hey, it was a lot of fun seeing you guys in Vegas. Tell tell America and all the listeners at home that might be listening, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what do you do, family, all that kind of stuff. No problem, no problem. So I'm a, a VP of a marketing uh, company here in San Diego. We do uh, marketing for uh, law firms across the country. We've got uh, two kids, Ella and Tice, uh, nine and six, and uh, the name Wazoo Crew comes from uh, – my you know, my connection with Dan uh, Burkhart, my, uh, my my co-coach, and also uh, our our silent investor George Renak is up there in Washington State. We all went to school up there together. Um, started uh, kind of getting into you know we've always had the, the usual the the guy you know fantasy teams you know ten group ten guys you know playing in a, a league every year. And a couple years ago we talked to our buddy Mark Deming, who I guess you know, and uh, and Jason I think some guys are connected with FFWC, and they mentioned the, the world championship aspect, and we said, hey, why don't we take a shot at this? Uh, two years ago we were able to sneak into the playoffs. I think we got second out of our out of our league. Um, did pretty well, kind of got a taste. Got uh, really excited, even did the playoff, uh, you know, uh, fantasy two years ago. Um, I'm a diehard Seahawks fan, always have been. So we went hard on the Seahawks two years ago, and that killed us. Uh, this year was was obviously a lot better play. Um, and then last year we, you know, we decided to get a little more aggressive. We brought in a, a George, another a third guy from Washington State, with us. And actually, we lucked out. We were down in Cabo. Uh, we had done the three early entries um, in May, and we're down in Cabo. I actually, listened to your podcast when uh, I think you pulled the the Wazoo crew ball out of the hat for a free team. So we right. added one more to the to the to the bunch, and uh, yeah, we had a great year last year. Had a, a lot of fun actually getting out to Vegas for the draft, which was great. Um, I know we we talked a little bit about you know our our draft strategy. It's always interesting um, to look at the scenario. Dan and I did two online drafts, obviously before we got to Vegas. Did all our homework, studied up, always you know exactly what we wanted to do, who we wanted to take, where and what. Um, and then we get out to Vegas and we do two drafts, and I think our team that did the best was the very last draft, um, which we really went in there with just a reactionary scenario. We just kind of said, hey, whatever people start taking, we're going to kind of sway from the crowd. Um, and we'd had a few drinks in this then too. So it's uh, interesting that our, our loosest draft out of all of them, uh, I think, is the team that uh, you know turned out to be the dominating team, which was great. And if that's not a lesson that we can all learn from, you know, just taking the guys that you want to take instead of worrying about the herd or the value or who's going to be there, just take the guy that you want because a lot of times that guy's not going to be there no matter what you've seen or what you've studied, especially late on, in Vegas. That's when those guys yeah. do loosen up. I've seen that before. So Definitely, definitely. We, and we went really run heavy. Uh, we went, you know, heavy on the running backs. So, yeah, I think in our, in our draft there we had uh, – we had uh, Charles, we ended up with Lynch and uh, Lacey, you know, so out of the gate, we went pretty hard running backs, and everyone else was going wide receiver. And those first few weeks of the season, we uh, we definitely thought maybe we made a mistake because it seemed like the receivers were the guys getting all the points every week. Um, but, our, but our you know, our, our strategy was that the, as the season progressed, that the teams would start to get a little bit more run strong, um, that the weather obviously would come into play. Um, obviously Charles was a huge, you know, scenario towards the end, you know, as we started to make a run at the end of the year, um, Winch was a consistent scenario. Um, we had to go a little later and grab Kaepernick, you know, being a Seahawks fan, I was like, all right. I mean, his numbers weren't amazing, but he did, you know, he did put up some scenarios, you know, fair numbers towards the end of the year, especially with, uh, Vernon Davis at, at tight ends. We kind of had that connection, which was big for us, um, and we jumped really early on the Seahawks D just because I wanted it. And, you know, we decided, like you said, you know, made that choice. So we were going to give up some other options at wide receiver to get the guys we wanted, and it, it ended up panning out for us. Yeah, that's the way you have to do it. I'm, I'm, we're talking with Jeff Malden, one half of Wazoo crew. And uh, Dan Burke, co-manager, couldn't be here tonight. Jeff, Jeff did let us know that he's out dancing and working tonight, so that's okay. Maybe next week. Uh, you <laughs> You you did say tell the players at home. Look, there's a lot of a lot of guys out there that may they're thinking about taking a shot. You know, this is a big deal. 
you win your local league at home or you win your work league, you think you're pretty tough, you know, maybe you even tried the Roto Bowl last year, but tell the players who are thinking about playing in the world championship, the live Vegas experience, tell them a little bit about how that, what that feels like and what that's like to go out there. Yeah, no, it, it was great. We had a good group of guys out there. You guys put on a, a fantastic, you know, event. Um, everybody feels very welcome. Everybody's a part of the scenario, you know, talking about seeing some of the guys, especially after playing the year before only online and seeing the names and who was what and, and, you know, getting into the draft room and seeing some of the guys across the table being like, I remember those guys. I remember, you know, um, understanding just some of the, the smart choices that uh, all these players make. But, you know, it, it's interesting. You, you think about it and the amount of time that you put into playing fantasy. That's where I kind of made the, the, the crossover. It's like all these years of sitting there on my Yahoo league with my buddies and you still put in the hours. You still, you know, you're researching guys. You're looking at the waiver wire. You're doing all this stuff. I'm like, but then at the end of the year, you know, for putting up, you know, a couple hundred bucks, you win $900. Like, well, you know, great. I just spent X number of hours. It just doesn't, it doesn't pencil out. So that's when we said, you know, why don't we, you know, jump up a little bit. We'll do the, the entry fee, the 1700 or whatever it may be. And, you know, if, it, if we put in the time and we do well, it's going to be a much bigger payoff. Uh, it'll make those hours actually pencil out into, you know, billable hours, if you will, and, and workable. Um, and, and we've been able to, you know, get our money back, or at least, you know, last year obviously with the Dominator scenario, um, and then doing really well in the playoffs, we, you know, we, we invested and we, uh, you know, quadrupled our money. So um, I, I couldn't think of any reason why not to play in uh, the World Championships going forward. I mean, you guys do a fantastic job. Everyone's, you know, always there to help if we have any questions. I think the the setup as well in, in regards to not having to trade with the way the wire, waiver wire is executed with, the, you know, the dollar amounts, uh, it makes everything fair. If you want to go in early and go big or you want to hold on to your money till the end, you know, there's a strategy to that rather than just whichever guy is on the waiver wire at what time at night or whatever, you know, compared to some of the Yahoo stuff. So um, I think it's just really well done, and, and we've really enjoyed it. And I've been uh, – we were able to get two other – guys to join the uh, the league last year they had a great time in fact uh one of my work buddies greg blake was i i like to call him the uh you know as they call it, like with the marsh madness the last man out he was number one on the list of teams that were not in the playoffs he was like ranked of the hermit crabs he was literally oh. that guy <laughs> he was the one the one step out of getting into the playoffs so uh but he's excited to do it again next year so it's, it's, a, it's a good deal that's very cool. You know, after a season like you guys had, Jeff, dominating your league of 12, that league was no joke either. I mean, no league in the FFWC is a joke. Every, every league, you know a couple of guys. You see top players in the world. But to think that John Rozek is in that league, uh, must-see TV franchise, Nelson Susan, Dave Hubbard were in that league. Billy Waz, right. one of the best players in the planet, is in that league. And you guys won it. You yep. dominated. And then you went on with that team it has to make you feel like, you know what, look, this is fantasy football. It's fun. There's always a, there's, there's, a, there's luck involved. There's skill involved. But at the end of the day, we can hold our own, and we have just as good a shot as anybody winning this thing. Yeah, well, and, and, and you bring up b was it's pretty hilarious. We lost our head-to-head with him by, I think it was like .75 points. Uh, and there was a catch. It was a Monday Night Football game. We had Harry Douglas makes a catch, gets a shoestring tackle, goes like for a yard and a half. If he goes for – you know, a, a, a for three or four yards, we win that game. We thought that was the end of it in that league. Like, we were never going to catch him. Um, we just, you know, we caught fire down the run uh, the last couple of weeks. And, uh, I mean, for me, being a Seahawks fan, we had the best fantasy scenario of all time. We had Monday Night Football against the Saints. Um, we had the Seahawks mm-hmm. defense. We had Lynch, um, you know, uh, going against, I'm trying to, I think he had Golden Tate. And we were, you know, up by a few points after beginning that game when the Seahawks defense scored. You know, we knew we locked up the league and the Dominator, and uh, that was that was pretty exciting. Because normally, you know, I lock myself down in the man cave and all that, but that game we got a couple and Dan and a, another buddy in San Diego to watch the Seahawks and to be able to, to hit the 10K and also, you know, walk down the league and, and, and watch the Seahawks win as well. That was uh, the triple crown, as you'd call it, I guess. Yeah, no, those are memorable, man. I love, I love when you have a memorable moment around fantasy football. That makes it even better, and... The one that sticks out for me was, you know, um, the year that uh, we went to Maui and we enjoyed our family vacation over Christmas, which, again, huge. The first year that I was involved with the FFWC, the World Championship is going on, and I'm winning my league in, in some big leagues and another contest 
with Marshawn Lynch beating up on the Niners on that Sunday night game at the same time that Matt Bailey is becoming our world champion, our, our first world champion, that was just so memorable to me. I'll never forget it and being able to make that call to him and, awesome. and just you know celebrate with the guy that you, I know we're going to write him a $200,000 check. And I'm like, this is incredible. It's such a great feeling. I'll never, uh, I'll never forget that. There's exactly. always those. Exactly. Well, and, yeah. uh, you know, Wazoo Crew is hoping you make that call to us in the next couple of years, too. We'll do it, man. Now, listen, let's, let's tell everybody uh, – let, I'm going to run down the team just so everybody knows at home. This is the team you had last year, and, and, and just everybody put yourself in, in their shoes here. Now, they took – okay, the quarterback was Kaepernick. The running backs were very heavy. Jamal Charles, Eddie Lacy, Marshawn Lynch, Eddie Lacy. And then, uh, I mean, that, that in and of itself is, is, is really solid. You also drafted McFadden which, again, at the time you drafted him, he's supposed to be, you know, wow, this could be an explosive player when he's healthy. And yes, we, we were Jeffrey, exactly that. We had Jeffrey. Well, and we drafted, uh, we went Roddy White, too, obviously before he was injured. Um, you know, we had Roddy White. Yeah. Jeffries was a, a fixed, you know, we had gone hard running back. Uh, you know, we got Vernon Davis tight. You know, we went high on, on defense. We knew we just needed to stuff as many wide receivers and hope some of them panned out. Jeffries were looking at it thinking, hey, he's just going to, you know, pick up the crumbs off of Marshall. Who would ever guess what, you know, he became this year? Uh, that was a wow. huge part of our success. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 having, and having Harry Douglas on the team to kind of make up for, for Roddy being out, that was another there. And then Roddy White came back at the end of the year at just perfect timing and in the playoffs to, uh, you know, obviously his huge game against uh, San Francisco at the end of the playoffs was what, you know, vaulted us from being, you know, down in the, 40s to being number seven overall in the world championships, so that was huge. Um, uh, and then, you know, it's it, it, it's funny. You know, everybody on the draft day, you, you know, everyone's looking at thinking, well, this is how this team's going to work out. And you know, you think you've got to make all these moves during, you know, the pickups and all those stuff during the waiver wire, or whatever during uh, the season to make it all work. We really didn't have many successful. I think we the only one that panned out for us on any of our waiver pickups was Rainey for one big week. And I think on this team we actually didn't even play him because we had good running backs. Um, so we got you know we got lucky in that route too. You know that's and, and a lot of people think that uh, they're a little intimidated by the free agency that we have the blind bidding. And when I look at your squad, yeah, you're right. There were no big scores there. It was your draft. Your draft was so solid, and, and you did such a good job. You had a couple of pieces to help carry you over from here and there when, whenever you needed a, a fill-in. But, you know, uh, Joe Randall didn't help you uh, for no. Dallas very much. I mean, Aaron Dobson didn't really help that much. Bobby Rainey, like you said, very briefly there. So what, what did you learn about the waiver process that might be able to help other people that are trying to figure that thing out and to crack that nut because they, they look every week and they don't get the guys they want? Well, it, it is interesting, too, is you see the, the amount of money that's used on a weekly basis. At the beginning of the year, you know, everyone has their $1,000, so they'll go in big to get who they want. As it starts to pare down, and, and we've gone this strategy the last two years, is that we're going to hold on to our money and kind of see where things start to shuffle out. You know, we may be, you know, we may miss out on somebody. Look at a Miles Austin back, you know, X number of years ago where he was the big thing the whole rest of the season. But, you know, last year we were just kind of waiting for that one guy to hit and win, you know, uh, Brainy became the running back at, at Tampa Bay. We're like, you know what, we're going to just go all in. And that's pretty much what we did. We held our chips until the very end and just cashed in on him. Not a huge payout, but we got a, you know, a couple of decent weeks out of him. Um, it's, it's such a crapshoot. That's exactly what it is. You're, you know, do you hold on to your money towards the end? Do you go big at the beginning to grab guys? I think it's, it's really all about filling the holes on your roster. Where's my weakness? You know, am I, if I don't grab this guy now, is it not going to work out? We do also, we do a lot of uh, pre-draft. We do a lot of uh, matchup um, research just to see, you know, if you know if we can get our team into the playoffs, we want to make sure that we're going to have guys that have good matchups um, in those last few weeks, which, which we definitely did this year. Um, and that's, I think that's a big part of it, too. Obviously, taking into account the bye weeks, uh, we, <laughs> I think by this draft we had already uh, – had a, a few drinks and we were a little off on the bye weeks. We didn't even pay attention. We just randomly kind of looked huh. at our, our roster afterwards and we're like, holy crap, we don't have any weeks where we're missing two or three guys. Like we just got lucky there, you know, because there's teams sometimes where you're going to give up a, a week just because you got half your squad on a bye week. So, you know, yeah. we got lucky in that manner. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think you're just going to have to take it, 
paint your own taste uh, on the when it comes down to the, the budgeting side of things on the acquisitions because you could you could grab someone up front that's going to be a running back for you for the rest of the year, or you could hold your coins and then at the end of it you got to just uh, go all in. So it's I, I I can't say that I think anyone has the perfect strategy when it comes to that. That's for sure. Jeff Malden's joining us, one half of Wazoo Crew, co-manager Dan Burke couldn't make it tonight. But they were a dominators last year in the FFWC and finished seventh overall in the world championship. And uh, that had to be a lot of fun, man, catching, watching the week 16 uh, and competing in, you know, for the $150,000, you just have some, you got, you're, you're chasing. Tell us a little bit about that day because that, that's one of the most exciting feelings when it all comes to a head and your best team is in the hunt for the big prize. It's an incredible feeling. It was uh, it was a crazy day because we uh, you know we came down right down to the uh, I think it was the Monday night game with uh, San Fran playing Atlanta and I yeah. tell you what uh, Dan and I definitely stressed over you know Roddy White was supposed to be coming back he's supposed to be healthy everyone's saying oh he's ready right. to go and we're like he hadn't done anything for us all year we've been right. playing Harry Douglas was kind of our band aid uh, we decided to go with Roddy he goes huge that night uh, wow. against a, a fantastic 49 team obviously. Um, Great call. Vernon, you know, uh, Kaepernick has a good game. Um, yep. We get down to the uh, the towards the, the end of the game there, as you see in Atlanta Drive, thinking it's going to go to overtime. Um, we're thinking, you know, we've got guys in that top ten that really have like three players left on the board that are active. Um, we're thinking we're, you know, taking a shot at number three perhaps or number even higher. Who knows? I mean, but number one was pretty much out of reach by then. We had to get real crazy, but uh, we definitely thought we had a shot at two or three. And – well, behold, Bowman strips that ball out of uh, what's his name and <laughs> runs it back the other way as basically time's expiring, and there goes our overtime scenario. But um, that was a great day. That was a fun game, and Burke and I watched that together, you know, and, and uh, it's pretty crazy when you're sitting there watching that kind of, you know, especially in that situation. We had a lot of players that were at A lot of people didn't have anybody really left there, so we were just constantly climbing. Every time one of our guys made a catch, you know, Kaepernick ran for a couple yards, whatever happened, we were – moving up the ladder very quickly. Um, and, and it was, you know, unfortunate that number one was probably still out of reach by then, but, uh, you know, hopefully next year we can, you know, you just shoot to be in the window, as I'd say. You know, you hope that, you know, that last game or the last day you have a shot, shot to be in the, in the big money, and, uh, and, and we did. We panned out pretty well overall. Oh, totally. Totally. That's what it's all about, man. I, it's only happened to me on a, on a few brief occasions, and every time it's just uh, it's, it's what it's all about. And I remember I, t- I fielded a couple phone calls. Well, it was for DraftKings, but there were people wanting to take a shot on Harry Douglas instead of Roddy. They wanted to be contrary, you know, because there were a lot of Roddy White teams in DraftKings right. in Week 16. And, and they're like, man, maybe we should go with Harry Douglas, you know. And uh, I just remember that game. It, it, it meant so much to so many different people for all so many different contests. It was just one of the – it was a really good way to end – uh, the season, and it uh, sounds like it, uh, it it worked out well for you guys as well. Now, let's turn to the real uh, free agency for a minute. You've been, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've, do you usually, do you take a break? Do you keep, do you tune in? Do you stay plugged into football 365, or do you, some players like to take a little break and then pick things back up in the summer? Which, which one are you? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, you know, I'm the I'm the NFL network on the way to work and on the way home guy, uh, just to kind of hear the updates on what's going on with free agency, if here if there's some some new guys here and there that might be interesting. Obviously, you know, it, when, until it all kind of sorts out and you get there, you know, a week or two before we start doing drafts, it's not that big a deal, but to at least kind of hear things that are going on. I think, uh, you know, it's interesting to hear like a Ben Tate going to Cleveland, hearing some guys that are going to get some shots uh, at being the man, um, which I think will be interesting. Um, you know, Golden Tate leaving my Hawks and going to Detroit. Well, I don't think that was a big deal to the Seahawks. I think, uh, you know, him going to Detroit, that'll be interesting to see if he can, you know, pick up some numbers there that have uh, probably been left on the table the last few years. So we always, uh, you know, we'll keep in touch. Dan and I will, you know, kind of, you know, just chat about it, like who's going where. That'll be interesting for next year. But we don't really get after it until probably a few weeks before we start kind of getting into draft season. Um, but I do think, I do watch the draft. I used to play uh, college fantasy football, which I, I think actually was kind of helpful the last few years. You definitely see some of the players on, on teams that you've never probably watched. Um, definitely get the, the wife on you a little bit when she comes in and you're watching Middle Tennessee State versus, you know, East Rutherford on a uh, What the heck yeah. are you watching this for? You know, like, but in college fantasy, those are the guys that put up the numbers, you know, in the little schools. So 
Um, but uh, I heard you mention Ebron from uh, North Carolina. I think that guy is going to be uh, a big addition to somebody uh, at the tight end. He just kind of has that that body and those hands in regards to a tight end that's athletic and can get up in the field. And and uh, that would be that would be interesting. If he, like I think you mentioned him possibly ended up in around Pittsburgh scenario. Um, that could be that could be very interesting for a rookie, you no know, tight end scenario. So I would definitely pay attention. Yeah. I wouldn't be too crazy on it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. The, if you go to FF Toolbox, you can pull up Eric Ebron, and, and it looks like 16% of mock drafts have him going to the Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. But I could it, then it, then it's uh, Baltimore and Green Bay, 8%, 6%, Buffalo, 5%. Uh, but but I I just think if I'm Pittsburgh and I'm at 15, what you know I'm looking at you know they're not going to take a Mike Evans if he's there. They might take an offensive right. tackle out of Notre Dame. I could see him taking Zach Martin. But I don't take a wide receiver. I take a tight end. Your, your wide receivers are fine. You got Antonio. Yeah. I mean, for that offense, they're fine. They're, they're, they're more than adequate. I would take a, a kid like Ebron could really make a difference uh, over the middle, I, I think. Now, what do I know? Uh, well, but you, you mean you're, you're building out after, like, Jimmy Graham. You're building that athletic tight end that can go exactly. in the slot, that can also do the blocking if needed, that can also – you know, go split out wide. Um, I think that's just where the tight end position is moving to, and you're going to see more and more of those, which, which for fantasy is great because um, you get, you know, more options and bringing guys that can put up big numbers. So um, yeah. he's definitely one guy I'll be watching to see where he ends up. Uh, you never know what's oh, he's kind of a, a grab <laughs> to get one up. Yeah, well, he's, first he, year, he, he's, a, he's a fearless wide receiver is really what he is. He needs to work on his blocking, but if he can get that down, I think I think he'd be really good. Now, What's going on in free agency? Uh, obviously, Vic was tra- picked up today for, uh, by the Jets, uh, one-year, five million dollar deal. Do you think he? Oh, really? I did not. I did not know that one. I saw. I saw yeah, that they released he, Sanchez. That's all I knew before I. Okay. Yeah, they, they picked up Vic. You have Eric Decker. Uh, they're talking about the Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Philly is obviously actively engaged in dealing away Deshaun Jackson. If that were to happen with Vic. Deshaun and Decker. Offense takes a big step up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my mind, I the thing you know it's confusing. I can't believe that that Minnesota didn't try and get in the mix on Vic. I just thought that might be a fix there that they need. But uh, but no, I, I mean the problem. I just look at the Jets. You know, as an offensive-minded team in regards to everything they do, it's just I don't know. I, it's it's scary because we've dabbled in some, you know, wide receivers, Jets in the last two years, and they never seemed to uh, pan out too well for it's kind of a hit or miss. Um, but getting Vic back in there on a full time, you know, he's a good, you know, kind of a good security blanket quarterback that you wouldn't want to be your main guy because he gets hurt a lot. But uh, it definitely makes that an interesting, a more interesting offense. I, I'm not a huge believer in Decker in, at, with the Jets either. Often. I just I, I just don't know if he – can get the, the space that he needs, you know, in regards to what Peyton was handing to him last year every time he got a, a foot open. I don't know if he's that number one guy, but um, it'll be interesting to see. That's why you got to love football in the NFL because everything shakes out, you know. In a couple of weeks, everyone, after the first few weeks, you'll have an idea of who's kind of doing what, and then you can start trying to adjust to, to either grab those guys or hopefully already have them. Well, I think a lot of people feel like you do, Jeff, and uh, you know I, I do remember the Tim Tebow days with uh, Decker, and he seemed to perform then. And I, I said, this kid is is the real deal. He's a legit uh, number one wide receiver, and so we'll see. Now, Emmanuel Sanders finished number thirty overall last year. He goes to Peyton. Where do you think he ends up? Just a, a ballpark guess. Decker finished number nine last year. Sanders finished thirty with Roethlisberger. Where do you think he ends up with Peyton? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, that's an interesting one too. Uh, you know, it's just that with with all the mouths to feed on that offense, uh, it's hard to say that he's going to be any high. I mean, to get up there into where Decker was would be great, uh, and I think he's got some more tools. Possibly, we'll see. You know, like I, Decker's a he could be great, or he could who knows what happens in New York. But uh, Sanders in, in in Denver, I just. I think any Denver wide receiver you've got to look at and with a positive thought and say, hey, these guys are going to be higher than a wide receiver on any other team. You know, as a number two or three there, he's going to match out as a potential number one, I think, at some of their offenses. They just they just throw the ball so many times. They're geared around that. They get into a, you know, in the red zone, they're looking to throw the ball, whereas a lot of other teams are, are not. 
Um, that was one of the things we loved about, you know, Aaron Foster back in the day, two years ago, where it was like every time they got within 10 or 12 yards, they were handing the ball four times. You, you just you don't get that anymore in the NFL. There's just not that other than maybe a winch. Um, there's just not that many running backs that, that have that scenario. So an offense that throws the ball in the red zone like the Packers or Denver, um, I think you gotta you got to rate him pretty high. I mean, I'd be looking at, at him, trying to grab him as definitely high number two, I for sure. Jeff Malden's our guest from Wazoo Crew, an FFWC high-stakes winner, dominator last year, finished number seven overall in the world championship. Jeff, we're going to play rapid fire. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. All right. Here we go, rapid fire. Adrian Peterson or Matt Forte, which one would you take? I'm just a big AP believer. Can't bet against him. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey or Brandon Marshall? Whew. Uh, you know, I think Marshall is just still going to be the number one guy. That's, I don't think that's going to change. I think that he's there. But if, if you can get Jeffrey's, uh, you know, if you can steal him as your number two, that's, uh, I mean, it worked for us this year. So I can't, it's hard to pick against the guy that made us a lot of money, that's for sure. Corderell Patterson or T.Y. Hilton? I just I, I don't think they figured out what the quarterback scenario in Minnesota, so I got to go T.Y. Hilton. I think he's still immature. I think he's got a year or two to grow, but uh, that offense leads me to believe there's more upside there. Uh, Les Cordell is going to get a couple of his you know special teams returns and that kind of stuff, but T.Y. Hilton I think is the man there. Roddy White. Or Michael Floyd? Wow, that's a tough one. Uh, Roddy White is tough to pick against. We've had him on our teams for years. He just always delivers when he's not hurt. And, you know, last year's only year, he's been really hurt for a long period of time. He's a pretty consistent guy. Uh, but Michael Floyd has some serious upside. Um, I might say Michael Floyd next year. I think I might be over the Roddy White train, even though he made us some money last year, too. <laughs> it's hard to pick against these guys. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Nick Foles or Colin Kaepernick? I think uh, I think Chip's building. I don't, well, it's a big shot on that is what happens with Deshaun. Uh, if they move him out, um, I'm not sure because uh, I, I do think Nick Foles is going to put up some serious numbers. You saw you saw it last year. Uh, you know, Riley Cooper exploding on the scene with you know the numbers he threw at him. Um, you get Macklin back healthy, hopefully. Uh, Kaepernick and being a Seahawk I'm just going to pick against Kaepernick even though he made us 22 I'm going with Foles two older wide receivers for a second a lot of times you can strike gold with these Hockey Nicks or Marquez Colston I'm going to go with Nicks I just think that he's, like Nick, I, huh? I, think he's got to, I, think, I think he's got something to prove I think Colston came on at the end of last year um, but I do like Dixon. I think that that's just that offense again. I think I, I think they're they're maturing. I think they're coming around. I think you know, spending some time with the quarterback and getting on on two. I think next will be, I think he'll be a big one next year. All right, we got time for one more tight end position. Young guys, Zach Ertz or Ladarius Green. It's funny you mentioned Ladarius Green. I watched him. The college fantasy aspect that I did, uh, Ladarius Green was a monster. Uh, he's where he was like uh, with the Raging Cajuns, I think, or the Lafayette, something like that, or Louisiana. I can't remember which one it was. But, uh, you know, seeing him come on in San Diego, hopefully they'll give him a bigger role because he definitely proved that he deserves it. And I think Antonio's kind of getting let out to pass here a little bit. So I'm going to go Ladarius Green. Jeff, that was a lot of fun, man. Describe. Let, 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 let's uh, let's have a one little last bit of fun here before I let you go. Describe your Sunday setup for everybody at home. Everybody like, kind of likes to put together and figure out what everybody else does for their Sunday. What, what's your ritual like? Absolutely. I wanted to throw one thing into. I talked about that Yahoo League of all those guys that we played in before the World Championships. We got all of them going out to Vegas next year for the like for the live draft. Uh, trying to talk them into all playing as well, or maybe you know partnering up and investing in a team or two together. So I think everybody needs to do the same thing. You know those those fun friend leagues. You know get them all to get together and invest in one or two weeks in the FFWC. I don't think they'll uh, I don't think they'll ever not do it again. So I want to you know press, press that out there. But yeah, or facilitate at least. Yeah, 
funny routine is I, uh, you know, from my wedding a couple of years ago in, a, in another little week, I put the pretty nice size TV in my little office that pretty much it covers the wall. So I go in there and, uh, especially with my Hawks run, I try to get the kids and the wife to leave me alone for a couple hours and, uh, Lock in the laptops and throw on the big screen and then turn it up full blast with the uh, speakers going and you know fill my uh, so I can almost feel like I'm at their request with my uh, Seahawks fans in the 12s and uh, that's it. I mean that's the only one I watch straight up is the Seahawks games. Everything else I've got going on three or four different screens so we can keep track of all the teams. But um, that's pretty much my Sunday routine. What's the best show on TV in the Malden household? I tell you what, I just got done watching all True Detective. I, even though I want to hate Matthew McConaughey for all the good things he's yeah. got going on, like that model wife and everything else, dude, that yeah. guy can act. That is legit. <laughs> you see, oh man, I keep hearing so many good things that. about it. And uh, yeah, my wife and I, we've already decided that's gonna be that's gonna be the next one. Uh, it's gonna be the next one we uh, we binge watch. Uh, yeah, all right, man. It. Well. That's uh, that's a lot of fun. Jeff, it's been a lot of fun to have you here. You're welcome back anytime, and uh, we will definitely, hopefully, catch up again sometime before uh, before Vegas. And uh, good luck in uh, in everything you got you guys got going. We'll see you uh, see you in September. I appreciate it, Scott. Looking forward to seeing you out in Vegas and uh, go Cougs. Yeah, this year I'm, I'm going to be able to spend a little bit more time. I'm not going to be as busy. We're going to hire somebody to to do what I did last year. <laughs> All right, Jeff, Perfect. take care, man. Drinks on me. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, that was uh, Jeff Malden, one half of Wazoo Crew. And, uh, yeah, Dan Burke, maybe we can get Dan on one of these uh, Sundays. That would be a lot of fun. Special guest next Friday night is Mark Corwitz of the Dynasty Football World Championship. You won't want to miss that episode. It'll be nice to, to get Mark on uh, and talk about the Dynasty Football World Championship. Hey, look, we'll, we'll get Mike back next week. Things will get back to normal. We'll play America's Funnest, Newest Game Show, The Secret Word, where we get to, uh, you know, have a few drinks uh, with Mike. Um, not a lot else going on right now. We've got VCU just uh, pulled ahead of SF Austin. We got Carolina while, I was, uh, while we had the interview going on. Just absolutely came back and won the game. Stole victory from the clutches of defeat. I tell you, they, they came back and won that game. Uh, Carolina pulls off a big win. They were they were beat, they were done, and uh, they they came back and pulled that game out. So uh, kudos to those Tar Heel fans. And then we got uh, Kentucky uh, that's going to be getting underway at 10:05 p.m. Wichita took care of their business. So which one will it be, Kansas State or Kentucky in that game? The perfect bracket is no more. Warren Buffett's billion is safe. Uh, already every bracket is busted across America. However, in the ESPN brackets, which is more popular than Yahoo, three perfect brackets exist. Three perfect brackets exist. I do want to tell you that at uh, we do have some very cool discounts going on right now. If you sign up for the FFWC for Rotobowl, anything you sign up for, if you get you an account at DraftKings, we will take $25 off your price. Just let us know that you signed up and got you an account, put in your first deposit at DraftKings. It's so much fun. I'm playing NBA and uh, making a killing doing it, uh, playing a little bit of a mix of heads-up 50-50s where you double your money. Uh, and uh, I'm playing a mix of those and the GPPs, the guaranteed prize pools. But baseball is around the corner. I'm not, uh, I'm not big into the baseball, but I am playing NBA. I am playing golf. And really, to be honest with you, I'm taking my uh, – the funny thing is, Eric McClung, the writer at FF Toolbox who puts out the weekly golf article, I just play his picks every week and win. Uh, right now I'm eighth overall in their, in their tournament this week by playing his picks, and that's with Bubba Watson who withdrew. So it's nice to have a little something on the line for golf. I'm not sitting there tuned into it, but what happens is if I have a good team and it's at the top of the leaderboard or it's, it's, it's cashing or it's in the money – I just uh, I peek over at the television and I see what's going on on Sunday and I got a little something to root for. It's kind of nice and I do enjoy golf when there's something to root for, you know. So that that's kind of cool. And they have their big Masters tournament and everybody loves the Masters. I don't care who you are, you get in and on Sunday and you you kind of lounge around and you watch the Masters. You kind of tune in to what's going on there. But it's a huge spring golf classic, three hundred thousand dollars 
of fantasy golf money is going to be given away April 10th through April 13th. It's for the golf's first major championship of the season. And if you sign up and get you an account, we will deposit $25 into your FF Toolbox account. You can use it on anything you want. You can use it on um, mock drafts. You can use it towards a draft and go. You can do whatever you want to do with it. And uh, that's because we know you will absolutely love it. And we want to take care of our partner, DraftKings. Uh, they, they've been very good to us, and, and we, uh, we try to return the favor. So it's been a lot of fun playing at DraftKings. We, hope, uh, we know you'll have fun uh, when you do as well. And, and we have some good contests planned again, just like we did last year, every single week of the season for the NFL season. Uh, we also have the Dynasty Football World Championship. I want to give everybody an update on that real quick. If you are thinking about playing Dynasty or contemplating it, look, this is the $299 entry fee. It's nothing major here, but it's a mid-stakes contest that we are building up and having a lot of fun doing it. Where else can you win? You know, playing against only 144 guys last year. We're expanding this year, adding in six new leagues in May right after the NFL draft. Uh, and there's 12 spots left in those May drafts, just 12. That's it. 60 are already sold. There's only 12 left. And you have uh, probably, I would say, those will be gone at the pace they're going in about five days. You have about five days to sign up and get you a new startup team. There is nothing, and I'm telling you right now, nothing more fun than a dynasty startup draft. And here's why. You basically have a 24-hour war room for every pick, a 24-hour war room for your pick. You can use it if you want. Now, most people don't because they're considerate. They're not going to use the whole clock unless they're wheeling and dealing. And if you're wheeling and dealing, by all means, that's what the clock is there for. It's for you to use it. And you can wheel your pick. If you don't like your options here, you can move down and ask for a bump up later in the draft. Wherever you're at, you can decide if there's a, if there's a, um, a, a a tier that's getting ready to fall off, you can discuss that with your trading partners and say, look, I feel there's a tier getting ready to fall off here. I need you to make up for that. And you start to wheel and deal. And the trading of picks is the most fun thing I've ever been involved with every single time I do a startup. Once you start playing Dynasty, and, and Dynasty is simple. You keep all your guys. You draft them, you keep them. And every year, you can only change your team through free agency, through trading, and an annual rookie draft. It's pretty simple. And that's why when you start playing Dynasty, you add a new startup every single year because you want that feeling again. And so, look, I've been playing about uh, 11, 12 years now. I've got about 15 Dynasty teams. That's what it is. That's how it happens. You start with one, and you can't stop. And, and i got to tell you, uh, Cavalier King Charles Norman Cruz, I think, uh, is one of the best players. Now, granted, Paul Fioret is the Dynasty Football World Championship champion. You can't take anything away from him. But I've been watching what Cavalier King Charles has been doing, Norm Cruz, and he's going to have an exclusive interview with Dynasty League Football, the guys over at DLF. They're going to interview him because what he does and how he puts together his teams, he doesn't worry about the first year, but he looks for that two-, three-, four-year window to become that Dynasty King and to get that big bonus check and to, and to uh, you know, have the most points scored over a three-year period. He builds for the future. He grabs tons of rookie picks. He trades them for good players and it works every single time. So he's going to be a very big force to reckon with in years two, three, and four. We'll see how he does. But, yeah, there's 12 spots left. I encourage you to jump in and give it a shot. If you haven't already, you'll, fun. you'll have fun. You'll have fun. There's redrafts going on right now. They're hardcore drafting goes, $250 to play. We've got the $99 drafting goes that will start up. We've got the $175 qualifiers. If you win one of those, you win a free main event team. You can register for the FFWC main event right now at FullTimeFantasy.com. You can register for Rotobowl at Rotobowl.com. You know where to find us. We're not hard to find. Uh, and you can find all the fantasy content you want at FFToolbox.com. The baseball drafts are getting ready to they're, – they're starting up everywhere. We've got uh, the rankings up on the website. We have full player profiles on every single team in Major League Baseball. Of course, we have the average draft position there for you, so you know who's going to be taken. And uh, it's just, there's just so much going on for fantasy. We even have fantasy NASCAR. So that's all the time I have for this weekend, guys. I appreciate you, uh, you being here and listening to Red vs. Blue, as always. And uh, i got to go. I'm going to watch uh, Kentucky at the, um, at the neighbor's house. So we'll talk to you guys next week, and uh, have a great time. We'll see you. 
You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.